I'm Dr. Larry, senior pastor here in Empowerment, at Empowerment of Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassadors. And we certainly are excited once again to bring this message that we have from the Holy Spirit himself to everyone uh, that'll be uh, studying with us. Now, uh, look at that bell in the right upper right-hand corner and click it and subscribe to our channel and you'll be notified. And also hit the like button as we go into our teaching. Now, uh, uh, as, a, as a congregation, as a group, uh, local community of the, uh, of the broader community of the citizens of the kingdom of heaven, we will be celebrating uh, a Seder uh, on our congregation page. And now we're doing it different. And so what we're gonna teach, we're gonna teach on what we're gonna do first. And uh, if you go to the title page, we're gonna talk about revelation of the kingdom Seder, revelation of the kingdom Seder. You know, I just tried to get something short and to get right to the point uh, relative to what we're talking about. Now, when you say the word kingdom, and you get terminology that we have to update our semantics to agree with kingdom terminology. So let me hit that word kingdom just for a moment uh, so you can equate that with the Seder in a, a more prolific way. Now, kingdom, uh, we mentioned it single and alone, but I got the concept. So when you say kingdom is not a word that stands alone. Uh, a kingdom uh, consists of a king not a king who personally owns everything in the kingdom, owns everything, all the land, all the resources, the king owns it all. And it's up to his discretion of who he share or who he give wealth to land and things of this nature. You got the king and that king's dominion through by way of influence now in secular kingdoms it's not by way of influence they they do what they want to do but the father the kingdom of heaven uh concepts is based on influence of his authority because we are free moral agents we have free wills to choose whether we want to become a part of his kingdom uh whether or not we don't want to become a part of his kingdom so when we go to that area, now we're talking about another term, which is kingdom of Yah, Elohim, El, uh, English translated as God, but we know his name. So we say Elohim or Yahweh or Yah. Now, when you're dealing with his influence, influence of his authority in the hearts of those who be, uh, be, uh, have become citizens of the kingdom of heaven, his his authority influence us and we obey his laws and and we carry out his will uh willingly that's the kingdom of elohim called you know some say kingdom of god but that's the difference between uh the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of yah the kingdom of heaven you got the king who owned everything in that place in that country which has its own laws the kingdom of heaven has laws, you see. Lucifer, who was once one of the covering cherub who facilitated a worship along with other cherubs who facilitated worships, broke the law of that country, that place, and he was immediately cast out along with all of those other Malachans or fire uh, spirits, uh, messengers who carry out the will of God uh, in the Hebrew called 
malakums in the Greek uh, text, uh, which the New Testament is translated from, translated into, into the English word angel. It, uh, that's not the right word. The right word in the Hebrew is malak. If we say angel, we have to say it in the context of that being a messenger from heaven. All right. But they broke the law and they were, they were kicked out. So I want to make sure you understand it. Kingdom carry laws. So the earth is the lowest. It's his territory. He owned it. He made it by creative rights. And he placed man here as an ambassador uh, to carry out uh, the duties of a citizen by living by the kingdom of heaven, the place, law by way of influence, and taking that law, that culture, and colonizing this earth with it. You see, so that's the difference. So when we say the revelation of the kingdom, Seder, what we're talking about uh, are laws that come from our home country it, by being born again, that we live by in this earth. And when we live by the laws that govern the Seder, we are a representative on earth of what has come from heaven relative to laws and culture. We, are, we belong to him. We are under his dominion, his influence in his territory. Okay. Now, um, anytime you say kingdom, you have to have in your, your belief system the meaning of what a kingdom is and what goes with it. Just not kingdom, put on your shirt, kingdom. What, what are you talking about? You have to make reference back to the owner of everything. See, the kingdom of heaven on earth is not a democracy. And Americans and all who have come under the influence and control of democracy having a hard time getting that in the belief system. The entire culture in America and most of the world is set up on democracy, whereas the people rule not the king and the people set up politicians to create law to carry out the people will politicians supposed to represent the will of the people and what the people want a kingdom is not like that all right so we we're dealing with the revelation of the kingdom seder another word for seder is order okay all right so we're going to get into this now. And let me just say this, say this at the front. We are not, we're going to show you actually where the Seder instructions that were given relative to the Passover, Pesach, and Shemot 12, the first occurrence we know of, that we have written of it, record of, that it was based on ceremonial and ritual. It was based on ceremonial and ritual because what that did is that it kept the representatives of the nation who was a prototype nation to represent the kingdom law in the earth temporarily and express to other nations until the lawgiver and the leader of the nation in the earth would, re 
return, uh, not return, but come into the earth and redeem all mankind back to their position of righteousness. And that was the last Adam, Yeshua himself. Because everything that was done prior to the last Adam straightened things out was temporary, ritual, and ceremonial, and never eternal. Never eternal. Okay? So I'm just trying to make it simple. All the teaching we've been doing is, is based on kingdom precepts. So we teach them from, from concepts. So I said that also uh, to say this, that the traditional Seder and the way things have been done based on the Askenari and Sephardic uh, and Cardinian, uh, I'm going to say you, so they won't take the video down. Proselytes was based on ceremonial and traditional. And, you know, I told y'all earlier, uh, Holy Spirit leading us on into a full revelation of what, what Yeshua meant when he said, I'm not going to do this again until we do it new in the kingdom. That's the key right there. That's the key. Been seeing it for years, but I didn't have a release to get into it yet. Had to build a foundation. All right. Okay. So now let's get into, uh, let's look at the new Seder in the kingdom. Seder, Seder. So people all about how you pronounce the word. That's religion. That is full blown religion arguing about how you say a word as though how you say a word is going to get you born again or give you eternal life. See, that's all tradition. Now let's look at this. Look at Matthew 26. Now while they were eating, Yeshua took bread and after giving thanks, he broke it. While they were eating, while they were eating what? The Pasach meal. This is when this took place. He broke it and given it to the scholars, the team that he was building. He said, take, eat, eat, excuse me. This is my body. After and after taking the cup and we know a cup, we know a cup he was talking about. After taking the cup, which was the third cup, head four, the third cup and giving thanks he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood, not, not the lamb, lambs that were being slaughtered, but this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. This is the main reason that the Seder or the Passover meal was revealed and instructions were given to Moshe to give to the people so that death would pass them over. But that wasn't a primary reason. The primary reason was to establish a covenant that had twofold in meaning and function. The first one was ceremonial, which was prophetic to the eternal. The first one was temporary. The eternal is permanent and both of them right here. All right. <clears throat> Covenant is the, is the key word. 
which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Now, he ahead in terms of what he was about to do. Now, look at this right here. Here's the key. But I tell you from now on, I will never drink of this fruit of the vine until the day <clears throat> when I drink it new <clears throat> with you in the kingdom of my father. Y'all see that? This is when Yeshua actually made a declaration marking the transition from the ritual and ceremonial into the eternal. He is marking what is about to take place with him being the lamb of Elohim, him being the unleavened bread from heaven. Remember he said, I'm the bread for him, from heaven. See, the unleavened bread was a prophetic pointing to the word, the pure, undefiled word embodied in Yeshua, the Messiah. In the beginning was, Yochanan says, in the beginning was the what? The olive of Tav. We know what that means. And not Logos, not Logos, that's Greek, Greek stuff. The Hebrew word for word is the bar. But even the bar is the access or the expression of the son of Elohim in word and thought. Now you look at Barashi, uh, chapter one and verse one called Genesis, which means beginning. In the Hebrew, it reads, Barashi Barat Elohim et Hashemim Ha'arest. Translated properly in the beginning, Elohim created the oak, the olive of Tav. The olive of Tav or the oak created the heavens and the earth. You seeing it? So when you go over to Yochanan, one is talking about the same person. And then you go over in another uh, book. It tells us that all things, right there in Yochanan too. Yochanan, I, I believe, is another one in, in Philippians. It says, all things that were created were created by him, the word, and through him, the word, and for him, the word. That word that all of those passages of scripture were making reference to was Alevav Tav in Barashid 1 and 1. Now, Yeshua, not only in the book of Hazan, but in Yashayah and all through the scripture, you'll see that Alevav Tav. But you will not, I repeat, will not see it in not one, one being plucking English translation, Greek translation, Spanish translation, or zero translation. You won't see it. You will not see that. You'll only see it in the original Hebrew text. Yeshua said, I am or higher, Aleph, Vav, Tav. And we know what that means. Aleph is, is the father leader who governs by the authority of his word. Vav, established or connect, and Tav, covenant. So in the beginning, the leader, the father leader, who governed by the word of his authority, who established covenant created the heavens and the earth. You see? So let's clear all that up. That's who, that's who he was making reference to. Okay. So now, uh, 
now this word new, uh, when you when you study it out, um, actually he didn't say the English word new. He just simply told them the next time we'll do this will be in the kingdom. Remember I start off saying that kingdom is not a standalone word. So what he was saying is that the next time that we'll have this covenant meal that was put in place for the sole purpose of guaranteeing that I, as a sacrificial lamb from heaven, would come into earth, put my blood into place, and by me doing going through the process of death, burial, and resurrection, going through the crucifixion, I would apply my blood to the door of the heart of man and all mankind that let me into that inner chamber in their hearts and their spirit by way of my blood paying a price for, the, a, for their eternal price of rebellion, then death, eternal death or separation would pass them over, which is coming to everybody who have not applied the blood of the lamb to their heart. You catching it? You seeing it? So the, the houses, be yet, that's where the word house come from, and it represents family, nation, people, what's inside a person. The blood had to be applied, applied in the seat of the will, where man allowed access for the father to his, his will, and man would freely make a choice to obey. See, everybody that did not put that blood of the lamb on their door, whether they was of the nation of Israel through being one of the uh, descendants of the 12 sons of Yisik, I mean, uh, Yisrael, uh, Yisrael, descendant, I mean, you know, of Yisrael, or whether the, uh, there was a proselyte who believed in the laws and the culture that the father gave to the original nation of Israel to express to all other nations. He never called them for themselves. He called them, they had the same mandate that we as ambassadors have today to colonize the earth with the culture, with the laws, with the principles of the kingdom that they represented. And it was a temporary because they could not fulfill it with a dead spirit or spirit that was cut off from the father. It was temporary until the last Adam could come into the earth, pay the debt for all mankind, and everyone that would come to him receive that cleansing of their sin through the application of his blood to the door of our heart. When that took place, then the life of the spirit of the father came back into man. Position of righteousness was restored. Dominion was given back. So the influence of heaven back into man now, and they live, mankind live by that influence and be a representative of heaven on earth and colonize the earth. The same mandate that Adam had. Yisrael had a similar mandate that it could not carry out only because the first Adam in which all from one blood, he called all nations, contaminated all nations after him, with rebellion, failed to do what he was supposed to do. Okay, all this is very important. So when he said, I won't do it again until we do it in the kingdom, he was saying, it's not gonna happen until, and 
he knew who would stay in a state of faith and receive Holy Spirit back in them. When the Holy Spirit, the governor came back to man, the kingdom came back, which included the government, the laws, the culture, the precepts, the principles, the original ideals of the father, father, the total embodiment of the kingdom of heaven with all the laws and everything that governed the kingdom of heaven was in the governor, the Holy Spirit. And when he came to man who received him, now that kingdom and the king's dominion resides in mankind who have connected back to the father, spirit, soul, and body by way of creative rights. The father created us, we didn't create ourselves. Now the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of heaven, is back in man influencing us as we submit our wills to his will. That's what he was talking about. In other words, we, we're not going to stop this covenant meal. What we're going to do is the ritual and ceremonial. I'm going to take care of that part. But we are going to continue with this more deed. That's what he, that's what he was telling them. There it is right there. Okay, now let's, let's get some other precepts that we need. And precept is a beginning idea of the Father. All right, so now there was a changing of nation by way of regeneration. The genes that all mankind carried being sons of Adam was contaminated. And do a study on genes and you see how important they are. The transition was based on regeneration because we're gonna read after a while in Shemot uh, 12. We may get it and may not. In Shemot 12, he told them to keep this this covenant Passover meal, he didn't even call it a Seder, he called it a Passover meal. So really, Seder, I didn't see it in the scripture. Pasach, keep this order throughout your generations. Let's go there. Let's go. Let's, let's read. Let's, let's go to Shemot 12. Because a, a transition took place, but it's not like what the universal church been teaching in terms of everything is fulfilled and passed away. It's, it's, it's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. Look at 14. And come on, uh, baby, if you can. Uh, come on, ain't but one person I call baby, so ain't nobody else got no been turned no mic on. Come on, baby, and read. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get at 14. This day, this is a day you are to commemorate for the generations to come you shall celebrate it as a festival to Yahweh, a lasting ordinance. For okay, seven now, hold on, babe, hold on. Now, mm -hmm. we're going to get that from a different uh, translation. Let me look at this one. That was 14. I mean, Alexam, you don't have to go there yet, though. All right. Now, I'm going to show you why you can't trust translations, too, when you have to study the word. Look at the Lexham. The key thing we are focusing on is your generations. Look at that. Okay. And read 14 there. 
And this day will become a memorial for you and you will celebrate it as a religious feast for Yahweh throughout your generations. Okay. You now the key we're looking at here is generation. Now, here's, here's the, um, the false doctrine that the universal church built to get rid of the truth concerning more deeds. Well, that's Israel and it's for their generation. And they was under the law. We're not under law, we're under grace. So we, we don't have to keep that. That's for the Jews only. How many heard that? You were taught that. You, you were taught this. You believe Most people still believe that. So that's for Israel only. So it's for the nation, the natural, physical nation, Israel only, only, who was under the law of Moses, the five books of the law, the Torah. It was for them only, not for us, because we're in the grace. We the church. We the new Israel. We replace Israel. You, you didn't replace nothing. That's ignorance. That's, that's not correct teaching, you all. That's absolutely, positively wrong. And let's prove it out. Let's prove it out. Let's go back to our notes. This is why we continue. Now, that word religious, feast, religious, in the Hebrew, it don't, don't even exist. That's an add-on English word based on the translator's thought of what they think it means. <laughs> so when you read the Bible and literally trust the translations, you trust in what a translator wrote, what they think, if you don't go study every word for yourself. Y'all catching? All right, now, so nation is the key and generation. Now, look at our notes here. Let's look at our notes. All right, the key is genes. Remember, Adam, Adam genes were dead to the life in the in his spirit to Elohim. When I say Adam, Adam including Hava or Masa'izanigad came from him too. So when the contaminate took place, everybody was contaminated. They were cut off from Elohim through making a choice to rebel against the government. That's what rebellion is, is when the citizens rebel against the government. That's what rebellion is. So when you see the word sin, singular, it really, a better word is rebellion. When you see the word sins, plural, that makes reference to the acts that's committed by the citizens of the government who have rebelled. See, terminology, got to change that terminology. All right. So the genes is a key. Now, the new chosen nation, all nations, <laughs> or this particular nation, carry new genes. Let's look, let's look at the five points. Why don't you go ahead and read the five points for me? Number one, the kingdom concept of nation must be clearly understood. Number two, every nation has a leader. Number three, every nation is founded upon law. Number four, every nation has its own government. And number five, nations are clearly identified through their culture. So that means you can tell what nation a person is from through their behavior, their set of common beliefs, how they dress, what type of entertainment that they are involved in, 
what type of music they listen to, what time they eat, all this part of culture, all of it. Okay, let's go to the next one. A chosen generation, a new generation that have never existed before. Look at the next note. We are a chosen generation, a new generation that has never existed before. So the transition was made from the previous nation who carried dead spiritual genes, uh, please click the ne next note for me, spiritual genes, to a nation, a brand new nation that carried the genes of the father once again by way of the Holy Spirit uh, work that he did in them. Now, Kepha, I left Kepha to an act, but you are what? A chosen what? Generation. You see the word nation as well as gene in this word generation. A royal priesthood. He haven't mentioned church or denomination at all. A royal, he's making reference to nation. The father always have and always will focus on nation and not religion. But you are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a what? A holy nation. See, Yisrael, the sons of Yisrael, those 12 boys who, and their families who was a foundation of the nation of Yisrael, they were called holy. That word holy, kadosh, when applying it to them whose spirits were cut, were cut off from Elohim, who carried a rebellious uh, spirit, the better word is special. Because one of the meaning of holiness is special. They were not pure. Their spirits, the state that they were in right then, they could not they could not go to the country, the place of heaven, because their spirits were cut off from the Father. A person's spirit must carry the life of the Father's spirit in order to enter the country, the place of the kingdom of heaven. They couldn't do it. They had a rebellious nature. They were not allowed. No man was allowed. Okay, let's go back. So a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that were special again, and you can interchange that with holy. I'm reading from the notes again, ministry tech. That you may proclaim the praises of him who call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm reading from the notes. Who call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay, I, I don't read it now. Into let's leave it there into his marvelous light. Now, another word for light is knowledge is knowledge of the kingdom. He he called us out of darkness, and darkness is a state of ignorance, as well as being void of the eternal life of the Father and our spirit. So the word called means when we receive Yeshua and applied his blood to our hearts and gave him access willfully, we chose him. We were born again, we were born again. Now we have the capacity to be exposed to the knowledge of the kingdom. We also have the capacity to live out his laws, live out his precepts. That's the Hebrew word, hen, 
which is translated into the English word grace, but a better word is favor. Okay? This is very, very important that we understand this right here. We are a new nation with holy genes. We're back in the state of the Holy Spirit having access to our spirit. See, the Holy Spirit had access. He was, he was Adam as well as Masa Izanigad, governor. There was another step that needed to be made because the father created mankind in the same likeness as he was with a sovereign will. So in order to possess that life of the father in the spirit throughout eternity, they had to make a choice to choose that. They, they chose the opposite. They chose to reject the government of the kingdom. They chose to reject the laws of the father. And as citizens of the kingdom of heaven on earth, they rebel against the government as well as the king of the government. That's why at last another Adam had to come and pay their price and give all mankind, once again, the opportunity to make that choice that our first earthly father did not make. All right, let's look at our notes. All right, this, this is, got to get this now because this transition understood properly, you'll see the ritual and ceremonial Passover meal versus the eternal Passover meal. Okay. Now, the Holy Spirit gave us what? New genes that the kingdom chosen nation only carries. If Let me give you some good news. Everybody who is born again, saints, ambassadors, citizens of the kingdom of heaven, we are a nation and a species of human beings on this earth that never existed before, never. We carried, we were born with a rebellious nature. Adam was not, he was created with an innocent nature. He didn't have a do wrong nature nor do right. The choice he made would put him in the proper position. So his nature was innocent. We were born with a rebellious nature, with a sovereign will, with the opportunity to be regenerated and receive the eternal life of the Father in our spirit, <laughs> living in a body that's dying, unlike Adam and Matzah body, they had an eternal body. Because of the rebellious nature and the rebellious act that was committed, the eternal laws governing this physical body stopped and it had to die. It can't live anymore because it had been contaminated. Now we living in this body, not like Adam and Masa had in the beginning. When they rebelled, they took on the body that we now live in, in, this, in, this, in terms of its appearance, and in terms of its life in the earth. So everybody's born to die and they bought it. Now, watch this. 
because we have the life, eternal life of the Father in our spirit, which lives in our body, that constitute the demand for a new body, which is eternal, <laughs> like, which is eternal, that will put us in a similar, but a not exact state, spirit, soul, and body that Adam was in. Why you say that? Because the spiritual glorified body we will receive will be different from the created body that Adam received. He had a created physical body. We are getting a glorified body that has been created by the Father that have the ability to dwell in heaven and earth with no laws restricting our bodies. That's why he call a glorified body. We got it. We're getting a Superman suit. No other species of being. The the uh, the Malacans in heaven. They don't have a physical body. They they stay in heaven. You can't stay in heaven with a physical body. A physical body is what make it legal to dwell on earth. You see how we we different. There will be a and and there will never ever be a species like us after, because people on Earth who will still be on Earth after the celebration of the ambassadors coming back and after the millennium reign and after the great righteous throne judgment, people will continue to live on Earth having babies and stuff like that, and that's going to continue on. The rebellion rebellion would be uh deleted out of the course of mankind life and that eternal body would take back on in the genes in in mankind and the earth but as relates to the ambassadors who are on the earth now living between the sixth night and seventh week our bodies won't be like that that's why you say won't be no more marriage and that's over we'll be ruling the earth as kings, delegated kings and representatives governing mankind on the earth who are living in eternal bodies. It's, it, that's why when he said the government of heaven, when the kingdom of heaven come on earth, it comes along with all of the kingdom citizens who got born again in between the sixth night and seventh week. All right. So the Holy Spirit gave us new genes that the kingdom chosen nation only carried. So when Yeshua said, I'm not going to do this again, what he was saying, the next time we do this, you will have my life in you. The next time we do this, you will be back in your position of righteousness. The next time we do this, it won't require a physical lamb to be sacrificed. The next time we do this, there will be no need of putting the blood of their physical lamb on your front doors. The next time we do this, <laughs> there will be no need of getting physical bread that doesn't have yeast in it. The next time we do this, you won't have to clean your houses up. The next time we do this, you won't have to have a child to ask why are we doing this. The next time we do this, <laughs> you won't have to stay up all night 
eating the lamb that you slaughtered physically and you boil. You want the next time we do this, you won't have to wait till late at night to do things. The next time we do this, you don't have to be dressed and everything and ready to go. The next time we do this, it won't be like what we're doing now. That's what he was saying. Because I'm going to fulfill all the ceremony and ritual so the eternal can set in. He just said we wasn't going to do it anymore. But the next time, and see what has happened, the universal church have taught the what they call the Lord's Supper. And, and, and labeled it as communion and took out the order of the Passover. Yeshua was making reference directly to the Passover covenant meal. The Pesach covenant meal is what he was talking about. We're going to do this covenant meal again. The next time we do it, you'll be born again. Uh, you'll be, I will own you again. Uh, you will be my property by creative rights again. You will be living under my influence, under my authority. The governor, the Holy Spirit will be back with you and not only back with you, but he'll be in you. The next time it happen again, you have re new genes. You'll be holy in your spirit. See, born again is what puts us, put us into the category of a royal priesthood, a chosen generation and a holy nation. If you're not born again, you can't be, you don't qualify for that. Mm, mm, mm. Let's look at the scripture here. Let's go to our notes. I like it, I like it, I like it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on, read. Come on, read. Uh, read or you can read, Audrey, you can read or Dr. Renee. The Holy Spirit gave us new genes that the kingdom chosen nation only carries. He saved us not by deeds of righteousness that we have done, but because of his mercy through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the by the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, he said the washing, that's where the word come in. You remember when FEM, Yeshua said, was talking to husband, how to handle their wives. And he, and he said, this is how I did my congregation. I washed. And he made, he, he, what the translation said, her. I washed my people with my word. Word is what cleanses us. All right. So the washing of what? Read. There's the word gene and nation again. Re, re mean to what? Do it again, right? Am I correct? That read a prefix? To do again, right? So what was done again? <laughs> Adam, Elohim representative on the earth, the father of all mankind failed. So it had to be redone again. The genes had to be replaced. We had to get some new genes to do what? Produce a holy nation. The scriptures say from, from one blood, he called all nations twofold. The first Adam is where all people come from. The life of the flesh is in the blood. The first Adam is where all mankind on this earth came from. Check this out. The second Adam, through his blood, this, this new, <laughs> nation 
this priesthood is not like none other. This chosen generation came by way of one blood. That's the blood of Yeshua, which he took to heaven after his resurrection and sprinkled it on the mercy seat in heaven. And you read Hazan, a book of Revelation called Revelation, you will find out that there is a tabernacle, a mercy seat, a ark of the covenant in heaven right now. Okay. This is important so we'll know the precept of the transition, the ideal. The precept means ideal. The original ideal of the Father was to put this in place temporarily until we could be regene. Now, once we regene, now we don't have to kill nothing. See, the lamb was that, you remember Yochanan said, behold the lamb of Elohim who take away the what? The rebellion of the world? He did it one time. Let's look at the next note here. I just want to clarify why we don't have to put the bread cover the bread while we don't have to like we did in the past you know we was going through what they did and i kept telling y'all that this is what they did as a memorial but this is not going to get you born again you know and some people came around just see what was going on you know just being nosy. i know what they were doing uh, we don't have to do that that's under the law oh bro <laughs> come on out of here now Let's look at this right here. Feast of Unleavened Bread. I'm just going to go to this right here. I want to point out by us being regenerated that when the scripture says, keep this throughout your generations, he was talking about those, that nation of Yisrael that carried dead genes who had the same mandate that we have today with alive genes. It's, it's, it, there's a pattern. Yisrael was given a choice to be a kingdom of priests. He gave them that same opportunity to be a kingdom of priests, of representatives on, they rejected it. They wanted a king like the world had. The same uh, mandate now, that was a temporary to just hold things in place and continue to reveal the laws of the kingdom relative to a nation and how people should act until Yeshua could get here and take away the temporary and bring in the eternal, the permanent. Now we're going to go over some time and events of unleavened bread. Now, of course, you know, this more deed is, 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 is the big data of them all. Is the big data of them all. This more deed right here. If I had time, I would show you where as the, the Passover of the Pesach, the covenant meal was actually revealed in Barashid, uh chapter three when the english rendering say he made coats of skins to cover them the animal had to sacrifice its blood in order to cover cover was temporary you pull your covers up when you get up the next morning you take the covers off you get up when you come out of the night you come out of the darkness and the sun rise you take the covers off Mm, I felt that one. I felt that one. That's when it, it, the father had it right there. That's how powerful this uh, Passover uh, meal is. This covenant meal is a Passover covenant meal that occurs 
in a week-long celebration. So you have the Feast of Unleavened Bread or the deed of, of the pure word, recognition. This covenant meal recognizes the purity of the word of Elohim. Now, if I was a translator, I wouldn't even use feast. I would use more deed, or I would say the divine appointed times or days. This particular one, this divine appointed week where the pure word of Elohim is acknowledged at the highest and honored. And any teaching or doctrine that does not agree with his pure word is flushed out. Now, Matthew 26, 17, put our notes up. That's how it should be interpreted. But when you're trying to talk to people, you're trying to get short, because when they hear the word unleavened or feast, the first thing they're going to say is for the use only. And, and that's a lie. And we're going to show that in a minute as we close. Okay, now, Matthew 26 and 17, now on the first, uh, come on, read that. And I'm, I'm, I need to interject, reader. So don't just start reading and go down the road on it. Okay. All right. Now, now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, okay. the disciples. Now you notice that word day is italicized, right? That's because it, it wasn't there. It just simply now on the first day of the divine, divine appointed week of Mazoa, unleavened bread. The first day of unleavened bread is not on Passover. It's the day of preparation. Okay. Now, go ahead on and read. The disciples came up to Yeshua saying, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? The Passover? Say the Hebrew word. Passover. The mm -hmm. sock. All right. Now, remember we already read where he said, after this one, the next one going to be different. Because on the next one, you will have your dominion back. I, the Holy Spirit, my life will be back in you. I'm going to take care of the ritual and ceremony. The next one, you don't kill no lamb. You don't do any of it. All right. Now, I got this here because we're getting ready to go through some timing. Now, Shemot 12 and 6, you will keep it. And we may have to go there and pull out some other points. Until the 14th day of this month. That month was a bib or Nisan. That's the first month of the new year that the father gave to who the nation who were representatives of the nations nation or national law of the kingdom of heaven not just only to the lineage of Israel. and you read your scripture when you see the word foreigner he said the foreigner even during uh Pesach, and in Shemot 12, you're going to see that if any of the Israelites or foreigners, meaning someone who did 
through lineage, Yisrael was not their father, meaning any person who believed in the same El, sovereign ruler that they believed in, would participate of the same covenant. And when they died in a state of faith, they, would, they went to paradise Abraham bosom like the rest of them did and put in that place, that temporary holding place until the last Adam came, paid the price and took him out of there and led him to the country, the place of heaven. So all this about, that's for Israel alone. It, no, that, uh, you, I don't know what scripture you read. See, so we have to understand the mandate of Israel was not to be a separate nation or a race. Same mandate we had. They were supposed to expose other nations to the same concepts. And if those nations received that, they would come under the covering and the blessings of Elohim, just like the prototype did. Are you a keeper to the 14th day of this month? And all the assembly of the community of Israel was slaughtered at twilight. That's talking about the sacrificial lamb. All right. Now, we may or may not go there because we got all kinds of teachings on this. But in Shemot 12, you will see the father reset the calendar year. He reset it. When he gave it to the nation of Israel, he gave it to the holy nation that had been regenerated. Because we are to take the timing that he gave to him that he not tell us a change and keep it. So we are to govern our days and our celebration of holy days. Somebody got the mic on. Our, the divine appointed days of the kingdom of heaven that was given to the citizens of heaven on earth, we are to govern our lives by that culture and not the holidays of the secular government. That's why we don't do no January 1st New Year's celebration and honor, what is it, uh, Janus, what's the name of the Roman gods? One with the two faces, one looking back and one looking ahead. All that is of Roman, uh, uh, Roman theology. We don't, we don't do that because that's not, that's not a part of our culture. See those laws, that the father gave to Moshe to give to the people who came out of the descendants of Israel who came out, out of ancient Kemite Mesopotamia in Egypt, he had to do that because there is no nation without law. And the law they got came from heaven, not from earth. He gave them 10 governing laws that would separate them from all other nations. Though 10 governing laws are still intact. The chosen generation, the royal priesthood, the holy nation, we are to abide by those foundational laws still because they are eternal kingdom laws. They are not the laws of Moses, of Moshe. All right, now let's look at, um, let's go through some timing because I'll be here. Y'all know this. I mean, you got all type of videos going, I mean, teaching, not videos, but teaching going through that. 
Now let's look back at our notes and look at the feast, the Moadib, the divine appointed week of peer of the pure word being acknowledged and celebrated. Now remember the Pasak, the Passover meal is one event that took place. It's a major because that's that um that covenant that Yeshua kept for us brought in the eternal life of Father into us throughout eternity. All right, so the first day is the 14th. Now, Shemot, we read that, right? Let's go to our next one. Now, all these other uh talking about Tishri being a new year, that that was not what the father told Moshiach to give to the nation. And the blowing of trumpets and all of that stuff, when you look at it and study it out, you're going to see, actually, the term New Year was applied to different crops also. So the seasons, and it was on agriculture, whereas different crops were harvested, was, ca was called a year. That's why he said this year shall be the beginning of this month shall beginning of the new year for you, not the crops. So relative to my time governing you and your lives, I'm setting it now. All the other stuff is based on agriculture and seasons. And when different crops come into a fruition and harvest, then the next year you do the same thing. So you had different years that govern crops. And you study, uh, you study that, you will find them. That don't mean you go do it. Okay. And I celebrated Tishri too until the Holy Spirit said, that's that's not what, how, how are you going to explain this? So, okay, the sacred Nissan, the civil Tishri. I said, wait a minute, but I'm not, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not, I, I received Yeshua. I'm not rejecting him. So why I'm doing something civil with people who reject him as Lord, as the last Adam. He said, right. You, you get, you getting that son. Just keep coming. I keep leading. All right, so let's go to these questions. I just want to hit that. I think uh, when, a, when a note slipped, then we pass by. We should be on six. There, there you go. All right, on six, the feast of, I was dealing with the feast. Go up one. There you go. All right. All right, you, you correct. Go to the next one now. Now let's deal with this on the end. I think we about through. I just want to do this teaching <clears throat> to kick us off. Uh, this is a uh, day of preparation going into uh, the, the 15 of Nisan. All right, now, um, when, when was Yeshua crucified? Question. When did he rise from that grave? Question. Was it Good Friday? No. Was it Easter Sunday? No, both are wrong, totally wrong. Absolutely, positively wrong. All, these days are product of Greco-Roman theology. And I posted, I, I may look at it, whereas the Roman Catholic Church started these. It, it's never in scripture. It didn't come from the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> it's total Greco-Roman theology in terms of the religious colonization of those who are part of the universal church. Now, if you're a Catholic, Go right ahead. You follow Constantine and you follow Roman law. 
we born again. We're not following Roman law, nor Greco-Roman theology. Matthew 15 and three, he answered and said to them, why do you also transgress the commandment of Elohim because of your tradition? See, there was a tradition that was produced by law, which brought in the culture with it, the culture that came in with these legal days appointed by the Roman government, the Roman church, brought in the culture that was pre-existent, the eggs and estrus, and the, even the day that Easter celebrated on. All of this was, a, was culture prior to Yeshua and come, they was doing it prior to him coming. Never was in the scripture. Never was. It was pagan. Another word for pagan is religious. A religion that does not agree with the laws and the government of the kingdom. Zero. Okay. Now we'll get into that more tomorrow and we get a teaching on it. Now let's look at let's look at some timing. Numbers are simple. Numbers are simple. Simple. But yet may, but may, but made, I'm sorry about that. I'll take the typo. Numbers are simple, but yet made sophisticated by humanistic religion. Y'all can change it. Uh, ministry take and change it and put it back up. Numbers are simple, but yet made sophisticated by humanistic religion. Catch the drift. When you start talking about the 14th and the 15th and the resurrection, there's a, a, a network of confusion that comes about to the democratic Western mindset. Because we're dealing with a different calendar. Nothing in scripture was based on Gregorian, the Roman Catholic calendar. All right, so let's go through this. On the 14th of Nisan, Yeshua was crucified. The when? The 14th, he had to be because this is the day of preparation and the beginning of the week, the holy week, not the beginning of Pesach or Passover, the beginning of a covenant week where different things took place. He was crucified, gave up his spirit, and put in his grave on the 14th of Nisan oil bill. When the 15th started, he had to be already slaughtered. His blood had to already have been released. At the same time he was being crucified, the lambs, according to ritual and ceremonial law, were being slaughtered at the same time. He was at Golgotha. Same time, it was beating all night. And when he got ready to put him on the cross, the lambs were the same. They were slaughtering thousands of lambs at the same time. Here, here he is fulfilling what? Ritual and ceremonial. You getting it? All right. Between three and six, which 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 is twilight, Matthew 26 and 46. 
Passover began on the 15th, the passing of the days. The 14th was the day of preparation. That's why they was beating on him and stuff and judging him, getting him ready, oh my, to be sacrificed. Same time they was doing all this, a lot of activity was going on around Jerusalem. The lambs who had been inspected on the 10th of Nisan, when they laid palms out, and now you got the big Palm Sunday lie. Ain't no such thing as no Palm Sunday in the mind of Elohim. No evidence in scripture, nowhere, the Gregorian calendar was not in mind. Rome do not run the kingdom. Let me move on. So Passover, Pesach began on the fifth. What, what is Pesach? It's the covenant meal. The covenant meal. The, the lamb. The blood. So that death would pass over all of those who are in covenant with the Father and walking in obedience. All right. Also, what took place during this week was the counting of the Omer began when? The day after the meal, covenant meal, was eaten, uh, uh, guaranteeing that death would pass over. The counting of the Omer began on the 16th as well as the first fruit of barley offering. Now, Yeshua rose on the 18th, 14th through the 17th, 14th to the 15th to the 16th to 17th is three whole days. He had to be there three whole days. You getting it? The 18th, which is the third day of the counting of the Omer, which began the Holy Week, uh, which counted toward the beginning of the Holy Week of Shavuot. I mean, yeah, the Shavuot. Now, let's go to our next one. That's, that's too simple, but it's sophisticated to the democratic Western mindset, whereas the, the belief system has not been flushed out and detoxed of the Greco-Roman theology and the government of Rome that's still in the belief system. The church carries the government of Rome in this doctrine. That's why it's so hard for those who have not detoxed to comprehend the simplicity of what we just shared and even the counter. Because what's in that belief system? Good Friday and Sunday morning. That's it. That's it. Until they get out, a person cannot comprehend what the father said. Now let's do the let's explain this third day, and then we're gonna go into our new order of the covenant meal that guaranteed and placed us in a position where the eternal death had passed us over. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lucas 24 and 21. Come on, baby, and read them. But we were hoping that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. But in addition to all these things, this is the third day since these things took place. You know, when they were talking, they were talking on the day of resurrection. 
And I've heard many people talk about the third date, but you can't get but one, <laughs> you can't get but one teaching out of the third day, and it must be based on the counting of the Omer. If it's not coming from the counting of the Omer, Omer is error, is erroneous. The counting of the Omer, the third day of the counting of the Omer, actually is the fourth day after the three days, which is the day of his resurrection. Yeshua was resurrection, resurrected the third day of the counting of the Omer, which was the 18th. Three days fulfilled. What's behind three? What come? See, numbers are simple. What come behind three? Four. Where does four come from? Keep rolling. Dalet. What does Dalet mean? Just give me a couple of meanings of Dalet. Pathway, the teachings of the kingdom, of the, the government of the kingdom. I'm going to get some, somebody else involved. Give me some other meanings of Dalet. That's Open great. Door. The kingdom. Open door. A door. What's another one? Now, the door, wait, the door is a pictograph which invokes the meaning of Dalet because a door, when you open a door, that means you got access. That's why he said, I'm the door of the sheep. I'm the access. You got to come through this door, Cletus. All right, and somebody else said what? Uh, you said it, but I was going to say access to uh, the kingdom. Through going through the door, who is Yeshua. Y'all see this? Now, who said I am the Dalet or door? Yeshua. Yeshua said that. What he was saying <laughs> on the fourth day, that day after the three days, I'm going to get up. When I get up, I'm opening the door. I'm going straight to heaven, apply my blood to the mercy seat, do away with the penalty of rebellion committed against the government of the kingdom, and I'm going to open heaven wide, back, wide open for you, just like it was in the beginning. All right. Now, where are we? The fourth here, did we read this? 18 on Nissan? We read all of them. No, come on. The 18, come on, keep reading, uh, Dr. Nay. This 18th of Nisan also is the third day of the counting of the Omer. In Lucas 9 and 22, he was in the grave three full days and nights. He rose on the fourth, which is the Dalet day, which is the third Gimel day of the counting of the Omer. Dr. Nate, come on, tell us what Gimel means. To be bountifully blessed and also it means to lift up. So when was Yeshua lifted up out of the grave? On the third day. Third day of the canon of the Omer. You seeing it now? <laughs> See, how the, when you get number meaning from the Hebrew, it's going to all tie around Yeshua. It's going to tie around the government of the kingdom in his meaning. <laughs> to, and what did Yeshua say over Yochanan 12? He said, when I be lifted up, See. All right, come on, read, Doctor Nick. Remember, Yeshua said, "I am the door, Dalet, and will be lifted up." The meaning of 
email. Okay, now let's go to our next note. The third day explained. We're still dealing with this. Let's go to the next one. The counting of the Omer, we, we are being redundant on purpose. The counting of the Omer began after Passover, Passover, Leviticus. You'll see that. For 49 days, the counting of the Omer took place. On the 50th day of the counting of the Omer, it marks Shavuot, another divine appointed week. <laughs> you seeing it? All right. Everything is tied around the Moadibs. You don't get this from no Gregorian calendar. All right, now let me keep, keep on with this stuff. What's called Pentecost by the Roman Catholic Christian Church? Because of the 50th. So the timing of Elohim is not based on a Gregorian calendar. We use to make it something it is not. It's out of Elohim's order. What's another word for, um, I mean, Seder? I mean, Seder mean order, order of the covenant meal. Order of the covenant meal, that's what it means. Now, let's continue on. We're ready to stop. Let's go to the next one. Oh, is that it? That is, that's it. That's the last one. Eh? Yeah, that's it. All right, now, <clears throat> now, we just gave that just a refresher because is, is there. We went in detail into all of this. The main points I really wanted you to get was the regeneration and how that the traditional religious way of the order of the covenant meal was fulfilled but not ended. Now we keep this covenant meal and based on just like Yeshua and the scholars did when they were together. That's what we do. All right. So we appreciate you so much. We want to, uh, now we're going to uh, switch up a little bit here. And for those on uh, YouTube Live, uh, social media platforms, you can always post questions to connect the dots. And I want to make it very clear that you all understand that we are not, I repeat, not. Uh, proselyte Jews. We are not of that religion, nor of Hebrew Israelite religion. Those are both religions. We are neither one. We are saints, citizens of the kingdom of heaven, just like so many other people are. Just because you don't see them on TV don't mean that there are not millions out there who agree and live by the government of the kingdom who have exchanged church membership for kingdom citizenship. I'm gonna tell you something, this massive religious system wanna shut down every person who is teaching relative to the eternal kingdom of heaven on the earth. Religion wanna continue to dominate through media. If you already know it, European use control media. That's religion. Uh, Christianity, uh, the Catholic Church and Christianity are all over the media, everywhere. You see? So just because you don't see it on TV or see people on TV don't mean that they are not there. 
the father told Elihu, what you mean you the only one? Bro, I got 7,000 that you don't even know, know anything about. 